and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Masks, The Green Sun, Part 2. Today is March 4th, 2021, and you are loved. That is a very important thing that we like to remind each and every single one of our viewers and listeners at the beginning of each and every single one of these games. If this is your first time joining us, you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the VODs of each of the games that we have played up until this point, or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free. You can find us there under the same moniker. And speaking of things that are being made available for free, if you go to indoor or patreon.com slash indoor adventures you can check up on our after show called knights in the courtyard where we answer questions not only from the community but also from each other so if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk feel free to join us at that patreon i will post the link here below also, uh, easiest way that you can ask those questions is by joining us on Discord. You can find the link in the description of this video, audiocast, wherever you are consuming it, or check in the Twitch chat to the side as we stream. We will do our best to post it there. Uh, but if you already support us on Twitch, you already support us on YouTube and Patreon and all of those other places, and you're trying to think to yourself, where can I go to help support this wonderful show even more? Well, guess what, buddy? I got your back. Quite literally, in fact, because if you go to indooradventure.redbubble.com, we got t-shirts. We got posters, we got mugs, we got crop tops, throw pillows, shower curtains, aprons, clocks, and most importantly, we also have masks. That's right, we have Tia masks. We have five different masks in the five glorious chromatic colors of our Dragon Queen, and all of the proceeds from those mask sales ends up going to help support Doctors Without Borders. So, if you would like to help support a good cause or help support the show, feel free to once again go to Indoor Adventure, no S at the end, dot redbubble.com. But that is it for my opening spiel. So, hey, Kylan, who are you playing today? I'm still not used to going first. Hi, everyone. I'm Kylan. I use she, her pronouns. And tonight I'm going to be playing Aurora, the star, who also uses she, her. All right. And GB? Uh, Greybeard or Greybeard Stavern. And tonight I'll be playing Cody. Superhero name. We'll see later. And... Uh... <laughs> Still workshopping it. And uh, he is the bull this evening. That's me, GB. And Satan, who are you playing? Hi, I'm Satan, and today I will be playing Aftershock or Luciana. Uh, they are the Reform, and we both use she day pronouns. Hey, what's up? It's your boy Reeves. Uh, I'm here playing Caleb slash Crow, uh, which is the Janus playbook. Uh, we both use he, him pronouns. And I am the indoor adventurer, and I shall be your showrunner. So, last we left off, uh, you were all in the Midgrove Industrial Forest. Aurora, you were having a, a wonderful get-together with the Neighborhood Watch uh, after you had been placed there uh, by your PR agent, Dimitri, who said he, who was sad that they could not get you a, a photo op with Good Boy, but, you know, all heroes have to start somewhere. Uh, it was at that point that you ended up calling out to a trash bird man of sorts, only to see Crow arrive from seemingly the darkness of the of the tree branches with like an arm full of trash and just started putting it away in front of you to let you know that he was a decent guy uh in front of all of these onlookers and a small crowd that had gathered uh cody 
while you were there totally not stalking Aurora, but instead being a very fine and supportive fan because parasocial relationships are... What even are they? They're too you're too young to know what that is right now, but you should learn. Uh, you end up uh, hearing what sounds like chanting. Uh, and as this chanting started, that is when you saw a creature made of pure fire, uh, as well as a lot of, we'll call them cultists, uh, wearing these red robes, necklaces with a small black uh, blacksmith's anvil on them. Uh, and then the three of you ended up getting into some pretty good combat, while Aftershock, you ended up making your way to this group as well, having followed the sounds of screams. But initially, you were chasing down a guy on a long, uh, on a long whiteboard. Uh, or a white longboard, I guess, is the correct uh, order of operations on that. Um, so that is where we ended our session was Aurora. You had grabbed your camera, grabbed Dimitri and the camera guy, uh, and you were making your way with a quickness with your audience who was there uh, out of the Midgrove Industrial Forest. Aftershock, you were also running out of this woods because... As we mentioned, uh, or may not have mentioned, the forest was actually on fire a little bit because of these cultists. So you all could hear the sound of fire engines on their way. The real heroes were arriving. Uh, so, of course, you decided to go your separate ways. Uh, the last two uh, people having been together were Cody and, Kay uh, Cody and Crow. And Crow, you just... Went back up into the trees to get a healthy distance away from where this fire was. And Cody, you just started running off into a direction. Uh, so, Caleb, uh, you know that the camera had been rolling that entire time. And there is a, a definite part of you, uh, a very large part of you, that does not want any of what was recorded on that camera to ever have the light of day uh so i'm guessing that there is a little bit of anxiety that is uh welling up in you about that uh what is caleb doing now that uh like now that the fire trucks are on their way uh are you trying to like track down aurora through uh like through the woods or are you just kind of like cutting your losses and and hightailing it out of there what is crow doing uh, I think Crow at the moment is, is kind of slinking near the fire. He wants to like visually see the, the firemen get there and like make sure things are under control just to like, he doesn't want to wake up and hear on the news that like a, a huge section of the forest burned and he did nothing to like stop that besides call the firemen. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I think once things are under control, he's just gonna like gtfo back to where he he stashed his bike and stuff and like sneak back home with that that like welling of shit i really hope that video doesn't see the light of day yep or is highly edited or something but you know also nobody knows who i am so yeah it checks out knows? yeah it checks uh, another thing that, uh, you would definitely take note of is that after you get to, uh, a safe distance away, there were those two earthen pillars that had held two of these cultists. Uh, eventually those pillars seemed to kind of just fall away on their own. And the two cultists that were there just book it from the scene. They realize that no one else is here, which means that 
well, it didn't sound like they won. Uh, so they are they are best uh, also not being around when the authorities arrive. Uh, how far away are the authorities when they start trying to get out of there? Uh, you would think that the authorities are roughly around like 200 feet away. Like they can't see them very clearly over the blaze. I want to harass these gentlemen with crows so that they can't run. Yeah, you can totally do that. Uh, you just summon these crows to these cultists as they're trying to run, and they are just like flybys and pecks and just being like absolute nuisances to these cultists as they are trying to like stumble forward. And it seems like they are in the pro they are in the process of still making their way out, but their their get up and go drive is significantly weakened by all of these fucking birds. Is there anything else that you wanted to do with them, or did you just want to harass them? I'm trying to stall them long enough that the authorities get here. Okay. Um, uh, I think while they're getting harassed, Crow like pulls a bit of rope out of one of his pockets and gives it to some of the ravens so that they can like flying below these guys' feet. Okay, yeah. Uh, roll to unleash your powers. Sure. As you are you are asking your crows to use tools, uh, which some crows are capable of doing, but not all of them can do it inherently, so let's make sure that uh, we're able to get there. Uh, that is a... I'm trying to remember exactly how I phrased my commitment last time, because if it's in effect still, it would be a seven. But if it is not uh, your condition from last time. Well, the the like goal that I set, gotcha. which I think was to make sure that these like cultists were defeated. Gotcha. Um but I don't remember exactly. No, Let's just know. call it uh, a six for now. Cause okay. I, I think that like, uh, okay. So a six. I think I like spend too much time thinking about it and they, they get away. So six, potential. Yeah, that is a, uh, that is a fail. Uh, that is not a partial success. Uh, however, in masks, as Kylan pointed out, when you end up failing, you instead mark a point of potential. You are still in the process of learning these superhero powers. This is the first time that you have asked your crows to bolo tie somebody. Uh, so it makes sense uh, that there would be a little bit of an issue here. You see, like, these crows fly down with this rope, but as soon as there is tension, like the crows on either side to try and wrap them around, they just aren't strong enough. They don't have the they don't have the speed to sort of carry them around. Uh, so you're more just like throwing a horizontal rope at some ne'er do wells in the hope that it will wrap around. And they just like they are so taken by these other crows right now that it's difficult for them to even notice that this rope has has uh, hit against them. However, that is something that you would be able to recover later. So you still have that rope about you. Crow scratches his chin and looks over at Mephistopheles and says, we'll have to get a better tool for that. And also flock viewing of Return of the Jedi. No, Revenge of the Sith. 
Is that, that's the Hoth one, right? Anyway, we got to get out of here. Uh, I feel like Mephistopheles would say it was Jedi and then just flies off. Let's you know the right Star Wars movie that you were thinking of. Um, but yeah, so uh, Mephistopheles uh, absconds from this location uh, and you are left to, again, watch the flames, make sure that they don't get too out of control. You are doing a hero's work. Good job. Uh, likewise, Cody, uh, you were last seen in uh, in your armored form, making your way out of uh, out of the woods. Are you reverting back to your to your regular people look? Are you just staying in your Roman style armor? What is Cody doing? Yeah, it's it's that kind of. Uh you know wonder woman thing where it's like old wonder woman where you run you you get into the trees or past the bushes and then you you know mid stride step out the other side and you're you're just you know wearing your hoodie and you know jeans and converse okay yeah and i i think that as that cody as you are making your way back to your truck because uh that is what you had initially been doing is that you had parked your truck on the other side, knowing that you would have to walk through the woods to pass by Aurora. Um, when you get up close to your truck, Cody, um, you go to, yeah. The, after, uh, how do you, Lucinda? Lucina. Lucina. Luciana. Lucina sorry. drives the truck. Cody drives the Jeep. The Jeep. Luciana, sorry. Luciana. Yeah. Yes. Luciana. Okay. Luciana. So Cody, you get up to, uh, you get up to your Jeep. Um, it's early summer. Do you even have the doors on there? Or did you no. like, yeah, you removed the doors. You're that kid. It's fine. Yep. Um, but as you are, as you're getting close to your Jeep, uh, you hear a you hear a voice calling to you from like four stories up behind you and when you go to look you see a you see a masked figure they're wearing a like yellow and black striped suit they are hanging upside down by a long web uh and they look down towards you uh, and say Psst, hey kid you uh, you know anything about what happened in the myth? Uh, fire yeah, trucks uh, and all that. So, so, yeah, there's just fire. That's there's a fire. That's why I ran away from the fire. There were fire people and heroes. There were some heroes over there. What, uh, what kind Aurora of fire was people? there? Aurora. Wow, <laughs> I don't know who that is. What uh, what kind of fire people are you talking about? Uh, like people made a fire, people throwing well, fire. I just figured you probably know something because you look a little, you look a little pale, out of breath, and uh, you smell like awful wood smoke. So I figured maybe you knew something about that. Yeah, I was there when it happened, uh, and that's why I ran away. The um, well, there was a fire. A guy made a fire, and there were a guy throwing fire, and then there were uh, uh. Yeah, they, they, um, yep, that's who they were. And then some young heroes showed up and thwarted them, but they didn't know how to put out a fire or something because they all left when the fire was going. But the trucks are coming. Can you you can hear the trucks, right? Oh yeah, I can hear the trucks. I got pretty good senses. Okay, 
So, you know, I'm going to go and catch the rest of it on the news. <laughs> the Cody's like starts walking to yeah. get in his Jeep. Um, uh, and I feel like this figure just like drops from their webbing and you watch them fall and it looks like it's going to be a precarious one. But then they flip at the last moment and just kind of land on their feet. And then when you stand up, you can see that they're maybe like between five, six to five, eight little chubby. Uh, hmm. And they come up towards you and say, you go home, get yourself safe. Just remember, if you know anything about what ended up happening over there, Orb Weaver's got your back. Okay. Uh, is there an Orb Weaver hotline? You know, I should probably get, like, one of those Google Mail sets up or something like that. So that way, if you see something, you can say something. But right now, uh... I'll find you. How about that? How about you just, like... You hang around here regularly, see movies often, or something like that. You smell like popcorn. Yeah, I, I catch some films, and uh, yeah, I, I, and he tries to come up with a lie, but it's Cody, because <laughs> he was gonna say like, "No, I live in another town," you know, <laughs> like I'm from France or something. But he just, he's got nothing. He's got nothing. He, he like blows it, and he's like, "Yeah." Uh, he's almost like the I like turtles kid. Like he gets all <laughs> flustered. Like like he's gonna like just blurt out the wrong thing, and he says, "Uh, yeah, I I like movies. Yeah, you you can find me around here somewhere." Yeah, uh, <laughs> he just kind of trails off. And at that point, uh, before you can even like put your hand up to block your face. Orb Weaver, Orb Weaver will wrap an arm around your shoulder and just take a quick selfie with you. Uh, and they say, it'll go up on the official account later today. All right, you have a good one. And remember, Fires, you let me know. And then they just thwip, thwip, and they shoot away from where you were. Hey, Cody. Dun, 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 dun. Cody's having a freaking heart attack. He's like, <laughs> now, uh, it... Uh... He is, he doesn't know who to go to or what to do or any mm -hmm. any of that. So he's, he's just yeah, who's for uh, sure definitely affected. Is it a like mark something uh situation? Uh, I don't think that this would actually Cody. I would think that that might uh that might shift things a little bit for you. Not in your stats kind of shift. Okay. Uh, however, I think that might give you a condition. Um, okay. I would think that this might end up being uh, either afraid or insecure. Okay. Which one do you think is more fitting uh, uh, to Cody having an interaction with a uh, confirmed superhero? The I think it's got to be insecure. Uh, I only because you know a, a threat. Would be, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm assuming if the the afraid is is a direct kind of effect uh, effect. Yes. Um, where okay. insecure is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, think... Her superhero. Um... Yeah, uh, and she just took she just took her picture with you as well. Um, so yeah, you are uh, you 
can now mark the insecure onto yours. Uh, Luciana, leaving this uh, fire-shrouded place uh, with a quickness, what is, uh, what is your plan? What is your goal for the evening? Yes. Okay, sorry. My brain decided not to hear things. Um, well, last session, she was kind of like hanging around where Aurora was, following her to see about that camera. <laughs> okay. So, I would say for this, you are trying to assess the situation. So, roll to assess the situation for me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what do I roll with that? Assess the situation. Let me check. Uh... Uh, that is superior. yes. Okay, I okay. Okay. Uh, five plus three is eight plus one nine. Okay, so with a nine. Um, oh wait, sorry, eight, not nine. So an eight. Uh, so you are trying to track down. Just trying to like find a situation where Aurora is not going to have the camera. I'm trying to see where she's taking the camera. I'm just following her. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you are following, uh, following Aurora, uh, and this crowd of people, uh, Aurora, you escort your audience out, and like you're getting a lot of compliments. Like, wow, the effects on your show today were absolutely incredible. Yeah, it looks so lifelike. I can't believe it. Uh, and Dimitri is like, he's like come to. Uh, the medic, the paramedics had to like smelling salts him, um, and they they are like asking him about what he saw, uh, and he's like, I don't know, there was uh, there was some people, they were wearing robes. All of a sudden, a creature made a fire showed up, and that was the last thing I remember. I swear to honest. Uh, and then same with your cameraman, uh, who is like doing their best to try and speak to the paramedics, but their English is so so little. Uh, they are incapable of doing so. Uh, and the, the paramedics that are there are like, I don't speak Czech. We really cannot get a hold on this guy at all. Uh, so it seems like there is a language barrier there. But everybody that you were with made it out okay. All of the civilians are looking uh, a little scared. Some are looking a little singed. There's like tasteful amounts of dirt and ash on them from having run away. Uh, but overall, it looks like they actually made it out well. Uh, now, Aurora, what are you? Uh, what are your plans for the evening now that uh, this has been taken care of? And you realize uh, that your camera is still rolling. Like you did not have time to hit stop on uh on the overall recording process so i think like now would probably be a good time to be like okay end the video as well yeah i i think that uh she will like um she's probably loading up into like a vehicle of some sort to to head back somewhere but i think before she does she's gonna turn back to her fans and be like i want to thank you all so much today for coming out i appreciate your bravery when things got a little scary and you're all just so wonderful and I love you. And there is like a, a, a wave of cheers and claps of people and you hear one guy just, she said I was brave. Uh, <laughs> and like 
it seems like they have they have taken that to be called out personally for how brave they were. Um, Luciana's in the back, like, <laughs> yeah, Luciana, this just. It feels so weird and disingenuous. Like you know, Aurora, you she's in your homeroom class. She is not this person. At least, like she doesn't present herself to be this person. Weird, real <laughs> weird. But like you see her with the can, like set the camera in the vehicle before she does this, and no. then gets in with yeah. it. Yeah, uh, she. Aurora is going to like turn to. Uh, Dimitri and be like, I need this footage analyzed immediately. Um, anything you can get from it, uh, we got to find out who those others were. Uh, yeah, sure thing, Aurora. Man, passing out will really take a number on you. Uh, how about this? You go to your, you go to your room. Go to your go to your apartment. I'll grab us some euro. I'll meet you there in twenty. Sounds good. Thanks, Dimitri. Of course. Uh, now come on, come on. And like he like motions for the camera guy as well, who's also just like passed out. He doesn't know what happened. He was passed out for a while. It can't be good for you. Um. So. Uh, Luciana, you see Aurora get into this truck or uh, get into uh, this vehicle, drives off. You know that she has the camera with her. Absolute worst case scenario. Uh, Her PR agent uh, that you have heard named Dimitri uh, and then cameraman number three. Uh, they cycle through quite a few, uh, but he is there as well, uh, and they look like they are going to be getting some food before then reconvening with Aurora. Do, do I know where it, the closest zero stand is? Uh, yeah, I would say that it, there is not a, there is a, a Euro house style place, a food cart, maybe there's like some food cart pods that are near the park, that always seems to be a rather prevalent thing. Uh, and you know that, like, it is just the Euro Express. That is their name. They're not great Euros, but they're not terrible, and they're open until, like, four in the morning. Uh, so you know that that's probably where Dimitri's going to be going. Can I get out in my truck and, like, go there? Yeah, you can definitely go there. <laughs> that's what she's going to do. Okay. Yeah, and by the time that you arrive, you see that Dimitri and uh, the cameraman are just sort of, like, idly chatting to each other dimitri at one point uh comments how he needs to update uh the social media with the events that happened uh really hopes that this is his big break he's not talking about that this is aurora's big break but he's like man i hope that can't like aurora said that there were going to be people on that camera i really hope that we get this off the ground because you know how much I've been needing this. And like the cameraman <laughs> nods like, yeah, we both do. Like if my cinematography's anything. Um, are they outside of the car? Uh, they are outside of the car. Again, this is just a food cart. So like they got okay. out of the car, went up, have ordered, and are now just like waiting outside of this small truck for their Euro to show Can up. I park my truck a little, like maybe at the corner, like around the corner. And... While their food's getting prepared, I want to see if I can, like, walk by the car and kind of, like, sneak by in a way, and then unlock it so I can get the camera. 
So you know that Aurora's car is the one that had the camera. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, but it's just these two. They seem to have gone on a little bit of a side mission to get Euro, and then we're going to be taking it back to Aurora. They know to only get her the falafel kind. She is looking out for her health, after all. Out of anger, I think she's just gonna say, fuck, and, uh... throw a rock at the car and leave okay uh yeah there is when when dimitri and the camera guy end up making it back to their van uh there is there is a crack in the window there is like a dip in uh like in the window from the impact of said rock and you just hear a come on uh, from Dimitri as you drive away. Like, no matter how loud your music was or what you were doing, you just hear that come on uh, from the damage that you have done to this poor to this poor entertainment uh, industry worker's vehicle. Um, but you are able to take care of that. No issue. Uh, Aurora, you are able to get back to your house. Uh, you have the camera with you. You are escorted upstairs, uh, and you begin the the record, uh, like the rewind process, so that way you can see, uh, you can watch through everything that you had just witnessed. Are you the kind of person that does your own video editing, or do you sort of like brush that off onto one of Dimitri's friends as well? She definitely normally passes this thing off to someone else to do, but however, she's like going through, watching, squinting, pausing, rewinding, fast forwarding, like trying to get any like little detail out of it she can to like figure out, okay, who are these people? Like, okay. what is this? So I was prepared for this. So watching <laughs> through the tape, uh, this is what follows. You see uh, that there are a, a bunch of stable shots, a bunch of really, like, the lighting and act actual camera work from this guy was really helpful. You can see he's, like, getting your good angle off of the street light. Like, you have a little bit of, like, that heroic shading going on. Uh, and then there's a quick camera turn as Crow appears after you have called out uh, for this trash villain to show up. And, like, there is a like, you can hear the cameraman be like, fuck is this uh when you see crow like starting to put away garbage like the camera like shakes a little bit as they are chuckling um and then uh there is a chanting that you hear uh and as the camera sort of like pans over really quickly to shift away um to track where this chanting is coming from aurora there is that moment where you're like no you dumb dumb like camera supposed to be on me i am the star here uh, and you feel like you can chew him out later, maybe. Uh, but the camera shakily zooms in on a figure who readily immolates themselves into a creature made of pure fire. Uh, and then the direction of the camera goes skyward as its handler falls to the ground. Uh, and then the camera seems to rest at a almost upside down, lopsided angle. Uh, thankfully, pointing in the right direction yours uh and because you are all working uh because you're working on this on video editing software even though the camera has sort of like found itself at this angle control t quick rotation you are able to get it back to a steady view uh and you hear 
you hear the screaming of your small crowd of onlookers begin uh, as they uh, vacate the premises with a quickness. And you see a shadowed form from behind the cultists making a series of motions that seem to correspond with the earthen pillars that had launched the being made of flame into the lake. You can't get a good look at their face, but there is a sense of practice with their movements. Based off of your interactions with Crow, you are fairly certain that he is new to this whole hero business, but the figure in the shadows knew how to use their powers, and they knew how to use them well. You then watch from what was previously a lopsided video, uh, all of the insanity that you remember unfolding. Uh, and as you begin to watch this, you see a set of sneakers run into frame as you hear a voice yell out something in Latin before their body is wreathed in some kind of golden light before the sneakers disappear and a shield-wearing man in golden armor appears to block an attack that was otherwise heading directly towards you. Um, and it seems like these figures were almost looking for that golden armored man because as soon as he arrived, they seemed to focus on him primarily. Uh, before the end of the fight, you see the figure in the woods begins to run off and then the feed kind of continues from where you remember it. You see this fight end. You like your figure rushes over, grabs the camera, the angle shifts again, and then it's like a shaky zoom cam uh, as you remember holding onto this camera as you are making your way out of the woods. And as it is shaking and tilting as you run, you can see just for a brief moment that there's somebody in the woods with you running. And you let the video play up until you hear yourself acknowledge that the video is still recording. And as you go to, uh, and then it shows you like hand reaching down to hit the stop recording button. And then there is a pause for about 10 seconds of darkness. And then it seems to pick up in the middle of a birthday celebration as a young girl in a vibrantly colored dress blows out 15 candles on an equally vibrantly colored birthday cake. And you feel like something important got recorded over here. And you really hope Dimitri remembered to make a good digital backup of whatever it was that was beyond here before meeting you oh, tonight. Not the quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> But okay. watching through this tape, you do pick up several things. The first, the voice that called out in Latin, you swear you've heard that voice before. But who do you know that even speaks Latin these days? You remember overhearing Mr. Caldwell say something to a student in your homeroom class about a Latin phrase? But you cannot remember for the life of you who it was. But it's their fault. If they were more remarkable and paid attention to you, you would obviously know who they were. Uh, and as your as you were exiting, you also saw the cam uh, when the camera was shaking and you had seen that shadowy figure. Thankfully. Digital editing medium is so much more helpful at just like slam windmill pausing uh, to kind of get that like second by second playthrough. And it's during a wide swing. It's a little bit of a shaky, but you manage to pause it and you can make out that figure running through the woods. And 
you kind of make out their face. It looks like that new girl, Lacey, Laura, whatever her name was. It looks like her. But that is the information that you receive from, from this tape. That there was somebody, you recognize the sneak, like you notice the sneakers. It's a could be recognizable voice, you're not sure. And then, like, very clearly, like, oh, shit, I know that face. She's in homeroom. And and nothing about uh, Stinky Trash Bird Man? Stinky Trash Bird Man is so strange. Like, he is, he is lanky. His hair is like a, a cloud floating atop his head. He has, like, this... this aura about him that kind of rubs you the wrong way but like you're not really sure why like you feel like you've interacted with this hero before but for the life of you you cannot remember the con like you would remember somebody dressed up as a trash bird okay yeah she's probably gonna be like Still rewinding, replaying. Oh, that's around the time that Dimitri comes in. Yeah. And being like, I can't believe somebody would throw a rock at a window. Like, he's just, like, flabbergasted that something would happen to his van. He was renting it. Like, this isn't even his van. Now he has to get the window repaired. Man, his luck could not be worse. Yeah, I, I think she's only going to be, like, halfway paying attention. And then without even like taking her eyes off the screen, she's going to be like, Dimitri, I need two cuts of this. I want one that has everything, um, all the other people included, and one without that's just focused on me, mostly. Uh... And Dimitri, like, looking at this video, it's like, I can do my best. Uh, there's a lot of shaky film. Don't publish anything yet. Hold on to it. Do you want me to let my guy at the news station know we might got something juicy for him? Yeah. Um, let me see if I can follow some leads. I'm very curious. All right, well, next time you try pulling a stunt like that, let me know. Felt like my heart was going to jump out of my chest when that guy just started doing all that weird CG stuff, turning himself into flames. That was crazy. No, that was... That was real. That was, um... Hey. That was very much real. Yeah, I know. Part of, like, a real part of your act. I get it, but, like, seriously, let me know. No, you didn't... You didn't plan that? Aurora, if I planned something like that, I would have at least given you some prep time. I thought that was you. Was that not you? We need to do a better no. job at, like, checking what fans are coming to your events. Like, really make sure that none of them are going to try and do something weird. I don't think they were there for me. I oh, that's impossible. I think they were there for this guy, and she's going to pause right on Cody. And... 
Dimitri says, now this guy's going to be one of the biggest difficulties about trying to make this video look like something. He's in like every shot. If you want something that's just you, it's going to be like three quarters view, a lot of close ups, which don't get me wrong. Your face, absolutely gorgeous face that could launch a thousand ships. But only problem is that guy's glowing creates a little bit of a difficulty for a nighttime shot. All we really have that's just you is trash birds showing up. Listen, I'd love to release the footage as is, but um, I think for this investigation, I may need a bargaining chip. Whatever you say, Aurora. Thanks, you're the best. I know. Um, with kind of just like a, you know, like a half smile that kind of like quickly like fades as she's still oh yeah very focused on the footage and i think that uh dimitri knowing that this is your livelihood and his livelihood as well uh will spend the rest of the evening uh getting these cuts for you and it's pretty easy to get the cut with the four of you in there like he said, the final cut that is you fighting things uh, is very difficult. They're like small stills. It almost looks like you're watching like a Sentai Force uh, show where it's a lot of like stills of you in a powerful stance and then a punch of one guy. But even then, like it's more just like reusing the footage of you blinding a guy, but like at different angles and zooms. So that way uh, it looks like you're single-handedly defeating all of these. Uh, like it shows you doing like an overarching crest uh, with your flashlight. And you know, out of context, that was part of your transformation sequence. But then like in the actual footage, that's when the earth pillar shoots the flaming creature into the water. So it makes it look like you have a little bit more uh, more power than you actually do. But you do end up getting uh, this combined tape with everyone uh, that you had seen that night on it. Um so that is it for your evening plans, Cody. You do live out of town, so your evening plan is really just, like, getting out of town, <laughs> driving as legal as you can. You almost wish you had your doors right now because, like, the cops <laughs> always look at you funny when you don't have doors on your vehicle. Yeah, it's, it's a – wait, wait. There were cameras there. Was there cameras there? And it, then Orb Weaver took a picture. Well, she gonna put that she's gonna put that on the net i i gotta look her up and then he picks up his phone and starts and then he's like it's the it's the gravel and he yeah, chucks yeah. his phone in the seat and yeah. the cop ends up pulling you over <laughs> it's that slow walk out to the passenger side like they don't even do the whole like do you know why i've i've pulled you over <laughs> they just like take their flashlight and like you hear them like touch it against the back left of uh of your vehicle and just got a tail light out <laughs> just uh-huh i know i'm gonna get fixed tomorrow, tomorrow. yeah uh, exactly and they uh <laughs> he's just like yep okay be looking out for your car <laughs> like let you know this cop <laughs> this cop's got your number and he's like he's not one of the everett heights cops either like he's not like one of the set, one of the city cops, like he's a he's a stater, like he's just like oh, on the highway, statey, not not like yeah. local sheriff. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Like he's he's a state trooper, but like 
he's pulling you out for a taillight on a small back highway. Like, this is the most bored state trooper that you have seen in a long time. Um, but, you know, they're still they're still looking out for you. And by the time that you end up getting home, it's pretty close to midnight uh, on this. Uh, I believe we had said that this was a Saturday. Uh, Crow, just like riding your bike like a madman to your local suburb to get away from the city uh by the time that you end up getting home yes i have a quick question for uh cody which is how careful do you have to be about not tossing your phone out the other side of your car if you have no doors so brutally like i said he hucked it in the seat and probably that's you know it slid across the it's got to be vinyl because it's a jeep it slid and was like headed for the other so that was the the thing that led him to hit the gravel was was (laughs) nice (laughs) okay sorry what was the question so crow uh the fire has been put out it takes them about an hour in order to do so and then you know that you also have a decent bike ride home um do you do it like do you store your costume in the in midgrove or do you like backpack up your costume and then ride that all the way home uh i think there is a like gas station on the edge of the suburb that he like hides a backpack behind their their fence in the like tall never mowed grass uh just so it's like far away if it gets found it's not close enough to his house to like get really associated with him but it is on a good like course for him to pick it up as he's headed out and like i feel like you would go to that gas station pretty frequently but not in a like like, oh, I have to make sure that I'm seen in this place. But, like, general, like genuinely, like, you went to, like, it's probably called, like, the jackpot or something like that. Like, oh, you've yeah. been and to I... the jackpot. Like, that is your gas station. You get all of your weird snacks there. You get, you, like, beverages, whatever. It's always open. It's on the way home. Yeah, it's on the, the, like, start of my ride headed into town so I can, like, pick up a drink or something. And then it's at the end of my ride so I can pick up some snacks or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, it's always there. Jack, that... The gas station is always there for you. Uh, and I would say it's probably because you had left on Saturday. Like, you didn't need a reason to leave on Saturday nights. Like, I don't think that your parents are necessarily worried about you, like, getting up to getting up to bad things with some ne'er-do-well friends. So, like, they're pretty comfortable with you being out on your bike. They just want to make sure that, like, okay, no later than two on weekends, like, make sure like don't go out if your studies aren't done like they're they're responsible parents but just want to make sure that you are being safe yeah i tossed out the generic you know i'm gonna go see x movie and after i got back from you know working the the cafe and rolled away yeah uh yeah so speaking of uh you did receive a text message earlier in the day uh from the cafe owner that's wondering if you can pick up a shift tomorrow uh i think that crow will accept that because he he doesn't have any other things planned currently and he wants to calm down from his big night yes uh (laughs) What a time. Uh, so, yeah, just having your regular shift at a regular coffee house seems 
pretty pretty on the table for you right now. Um, so did you have anything else that you wanted to do over the evening? Uh, speaking of when you stowed away your costume, uh, you are also in the possession of two small golden seeds. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to do with those? Yeah, I think he pockets them. He has a microscope in his room uh, and he wants to take a look at them a little bit closer. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, and then Luciana. Uh, Luciana, what are you doing? As you were not able to get a hold of the camera, you trailed Dimitri uh, and the and the cameraman. Uh, <laughs> it's easy to follow their car now. You got yeah. a pretty good uh, marking. You, you know um, what building Aurora lives in, but you yeah. don't know what floor uh so that would make things a little bit difficult but you yeah. do at least like generally know where she lives yeah i think from that she's just gonna drive away angrily and i'd like to think that as she's driving away the state trooper had stopped cody so she was able to just speed past them oh yeah <laughs> and cody it's one of those like your tail lights out you should really get that firm. <laughs> <sighs> checked out one moment, please. And they, like, you see them, like, jog back to their car and, like, quickly call in, like, oh, we got somebody, like, recklessly driving on this highway. Send at least two units. Somebody, like, why can't you go check it out? Be like, I am with somebody right now. Um, I think she knows how where to, where she can speed uh, and where she can't. So I think they will uh, speed past them, seeing that the... The state trooper is busy with somebody else, but get out to like a more. Uh, You're like several lawful. lanes over. Like yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. Right, you don't want to speed right next to them. Like that just oh, no, be rude. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually she gets home, and it's that um, very teenager angsty stomping up the stairs into the apartment, and the door closes, and she puts her bag down, and she goes to the couch and just throws herself in the couch and just. I feel like when you get home, all the lights are off. You open up the door and you can smell like somebody made food here hours ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and like you like silent scream into the pillow. Yeah. Like, uh, and like kind of like toss your head back and you can see that they're like rice cooker is made. Like there, and there's a little note that just says, help your, uh, like clean up after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> she's just like, uh, she, um, she's actually feeling really worried <laughs> because of the camera, uh, and because she saw possibly someone she knows. So she's gonna stress eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's gonna just pile it's it's rice, it's beans, there's tostones in there, there's some really good chicken. She's just piling the food. It is just like, stress eating. It's it just it starts off as like you're making like a like a small taco and then no, I need a I need a bigger tortilla. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. We're getting rid of the tortilla entirely. It all goes into <laughs> yeah. a bowl, you're just mixing that shit up. Yeah. You get some you get some chips and just like Yeah. Just, so she's just devouring, she, yeah. As she's stressed, and she's like, "Oh God, if that per if, if Aurora has the footage and can see me, she can publish it. Of course, she's gonna publish it. She wants all the attention on herself. She needs it. Apparently, she was kicked out or something. <laughs> um, and she's just going through everything. And she's like, like, tomorrow's Sunday. 
Sunday. Well, what should we do? Like, okay, no, if I show up, she's gonna definitely know it was me. Should I wait till Monday at the after school? It's like, oh no, no, that I shouldn't. That's too long. <laughs> and she just doesn't know what to do. But she's like genuinely panicking over everything. Oh yeah. No, and I feel like would this end up driving you to like kind of cyber stock Aurora a little bit? Like Wikipedia, the Rainbow so. Maidens, like, why oh, did she get sure. kicked out? What was the deal there? <laughs> yeah. What is her weekly schedule? Like basically doing the things that <laughs> What is Cody, her weak point? <laughs> yeah, like show me show me the weakness, the the, yeah. the chip in this failing armor. <laughs> yeah. Uh and you find out uh that Aurora was not officially kicked out of the Rainbow Maidens from what you can see on this Wikipedia article is that uh, after the uh, events of the Green Sun, uh, Aurora decided that she was going to go uh, and pursue a solo career and the rest of the Rainbow Maidens wished her luck. Uh, and then uh, some of the fan base ended up following her to the new gig, uh, but not very much. And like looking yeah. at the top idol charts, Aurora is very low on the overall ratings. Um, it seems like a lot of the, a lot of the idols that are on the tops uh, all have like, they do have powers and not yeah. just the like magical girl transformation that you saw Aurora do. Aurora. No, like there's like videos of somebody like manipulating like gravitational energies. Yeah. Like it's a absolutely wild no man's land. She's uh, going to just yeah. sit there and look at the videos like uh, of like before the green sun and after then remember when she saw so Aurora, she's like, she got kicked out because she didn't have powers. Yeah, there's like... Fuck, this is where she really wants to make it big now. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's like a 20-minute, like, where are they now YouTube-style video uh, that's just like one of Aurora's fans uh, probably being like, uh, yes, this is Borealis XX the Dark uh, letting you know about Aurora. Where is she now? Uh, and then, like, going through, like, the early days uh, about, like, how, like, oh, when the Rainbow Maiden, like, before the Green Sun, the Rainbow Maidens were slotted to be at the absolute top, and Aurora was, like, one of the leaders of that. But now, like, people aren't interested in that style of hero anymore now that they're, mm -hmm. uh, as as this video uh, claims, that there are true mm -hmm. heroes. Uh, and mm -hmm. it seems like... Uh, this is a little bit of a little bit of an internet flame video. It seems like uh, Borealis XX the Dark uh, is, you know, a, a Rainbow Maidens fan, but like a new Rainbow Maidens fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's going to be washing as she eats and just like cyber stalking. Like, what is her deal now? What does she want? And kind of go through like all the little things she's doing she has been doing throughout the uh the town that is nowhere near what the rainbow maidens are doing now uh and she's like oh god yeah the the <laughs> earliest that you or everything that you end up finding uh of like what is she doing now is mostly on her twitter feed uh and you can see that the last thing that she ended up posting uh was that she was in uh in hashtag MIF uh talking with the hashtag neighborhood watch. Uh and uh they were uh they were trying to figure out uh what to do with local villain all caps and then hashtag trash man. Uh 
Um, and you can see Aurora there. Like, it's a selfie. It's a really, like, as much as you hate to admit it, it's a really good angle for Aurora. Yeah. Like, she's stupid photogenic. Why, of all of the people? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then you actually see that there are pictures that have been tagged uh, with Aurora from the event. Uh, and you see that it is Aurora there. There is a... And then, like... Uh, like shaky camera over you see just like a big blurry outline of what Mm -hmm. you know to be fire creature that was there Mm -hmm. and then another picture that shows aurora like in a really cool pose but like crow is slightly out of focus in the background uh and then there's like a weird white streak uh that seems to be in front of it as well like all of these pictures of aurora specifically are absolutely glorious but it seems like the it seems like the guy dressed up as a bird uh and then that golden armor man just seemed to like ruin the rest of the picture with mm-hmm. their with their uncanny movements i think uh her plan will be to just uh she will be following that hashtag for the next few days um and she's just going to like shut in and just be following the news and social media to see if anything gets out oh yeah uh so yeah you can definitely like definitely hop on that follower list like Mm -hmm. making sure to like set it up thankfully there's actually a bot uh that just retweets anything uh that ends up going on uh it's mythbot uh for uh for the grove anything that happens in the grove it's just on an automatic retweet she's not gonna follow actually follow anything because that's not her style yeah clearly Uh, you gotta manually search for it every time yeah 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 but I, i think she's after she finishes eating she's gonna like turn on the tv turn on the news and then just sit in front of it in like the most comfortable clothes, a blanket and just ice cream. Oh yeah. She's real upsetty. It is. The news is over at this point. uh, Because again, it is like at this point for you, it's It's like like one, it's like one, one 30. There is no news. They're playing like reruns of Reno nine one one. There's the late, late show. Uh, with local celebrity talk show host, uh, that sort of thing. Um, there's no real, like, current news. Um, you know that most of that's gonna probably be the morning news, mm-hmm. uh, if anything. But, uh, so you have that under wraps, so then let us go into the following day. Cody, do you have any Sunday plans? I think we, uh, we, we see Cody in the pole barn, uh uh with with the jeep and and again cody's jeep is like like some matte gray you know it's basically something him and his grandpa put together to run through mud bogs it's not really a thing you're supposed to drive you every painted day it yourself so it doesn't have that like shine to it on the yeah, outer exactly. like it looks like a matte jeep yeah and uh so we just we see one of those like uh basically it looks like a radio from like fallout you know it's like ancient old radio that grandpa's had around forever and cody's listening on that radio to local news uh and 
and he's he's actually fixing the tail light to to yeah, the yeah, yeah yeah you had well like that was the thing when the cop pulled you over like he was like you need to get that fixed and you just like i imagine show him the bulb like you went to napa or wherever <laughs> exactly. earlier in that day uh exactly. just got to like no like i am i'm going to fix it once i get my tools yeah and that's you know grandpa's pole barn that's got the whole pegboard wall and every tool is like outlined with a sharpie marker yep, where so that way you know where right. to put it back once you're done exactly uh, and, yeah yeah and i feel like uh cody as you are listening in to the into the into the news you're i feel like cody's probably a morning person uh mm-hmm. not necessarily like up at the at the rise of dawn but like you're at least up before nine every day uh, or at least before 10. Like, your grandpa forces you to help him out around the house. Sometimes the lawn <laughs> needs to be mowed. Uh, and sometimes he likes the lawn to be mowed before noon, specifically. And he, and, and he gets up at, like, you know, he goes to bed at 8 and gets up at, like, 3 a.m. And then and then oh, sits yeah. there from, like, 3 to 6 or so before he does anything. Yeah, he, yeah. he putters. It's He likes to wake up early, watch an entire movie, and then start his day. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. So I feel like Cody, as you are like tuning into the news, working on this, uh, you actually hear the news talking about a fire that happened in uh, the industrial forest uh, out in Everett Heights. Uh, it seems like no one was injured, uh, but there does seem to be the work of some foul play. If anybody knows anything related to uh, the individuals who may have been responsible for starting the forest, please contact your local authorities. Uh, they will do their best to take it from there. Um, other than that, uh it's more just like listening in to the local radio jockeys. Uh, there doesn't seem to have been any major newsworthy event uh, that happened later in the evening. Uh, and at this point, I think you would probably just get like news jockeys throughout most of the morning. Like it's Sunday. They're just doing repeats of like the best of from the week that they had. A lot of prank phone calls. Uh, you find it humorous. At some point, Cody is probably like either uh, on the on the on the windmill or somewhere trying to get something resembling phone reception so he could check the like the uh, the Aurora uh, uh, chat rooms and and stuff to see if there's like you know because that's where he would get the pictures of like new hero or whatever and then he tries to look up uh uh orb weaver too because he's like totally paranoid oh yeah no on orb weavers uh social media maybe not five minutes from when the picture was initially posted uh you see uh thank you random citizen hashtag myth hashtag fire Hashtag real hero, hashtag orb weaver. Uh, and it's from uh, at orb weaver official. Uh, yeah. And the picture is like orb weaver, like giving a thumbs up. And you just have the most like ghost face. Like, uh, like, like not That'll... even like a starstruck thing. You look like you have seen a corpse, like walking a dog down the street. And she was like, hey, photo op. Like, you have just. <laughs> like again like scared kid face of just like what the fuck um and like 
there are a bunch of pe- like a bunch of comments being like, "Oh my god, that's so lucky! Oh, I wish I could have seen Orb Weaver. Oh, that would have been great!" Like a bunch of people just commenting, and then others being like, oh, "That guy's fucking stupid looking." And like they start like <laughs> that face of yours of just uh becomes like a meme in the comments. Great. Like you are just getting like like wildfire, just getting spread through Twitter as part of this reaction phase. And 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 I'm okay with that because there's no big gold armor guy picture. No, <laughs> and when you go to check Aurora's feed, uh, you see where there would have been, but it seems like there is too much lens flare on your armor to really make for a good picture in that kind of lighting. Like it's always just like blown out wherever you are like you can't tell anything other than just like golden thing large shield but like as far as like even being able to be like oh that's like clearly uh like clearly a male fighter clearly a femme fighter like no you you can't tell anything it's just a golden light and then aurora looks great and honestly like the light shining off you really helps to capture some of her better features (laughs) (laughs) golden glow um perfect yeah okay yeah he breathes a big sigh of relief and he's like like i said he's he's probably sitting up in a windmill or or something that g the the tv antenna or something Mm -hmm. uh you know to get something resembling a better signal so uh with that he feels better about the whole situation and uh we'll probably yeah we just spend sunday <laughs> maybe he remembers oh crap homework <laughs> yeah like he definitely has to has to take care of his homework at some point uh so uh let us switch over to ah it's a mundane layout hooray uh so caleb it is your morning shift at the coffee shop. Did we have a name for this coffee shop? I don't think we've named it yet. Uh, I think it's called One Last Cup. One Last Cup? Okay. Sounds good. I'm writing that note down. It is going to be in bold. And we will talk about it again. Um. So. No, not that. Uh one last cup so you are at work at one last cup and your boss is uh basically going over uh f uh uh this boss is basically going over um the new point of sale system that you have set up uh and when you show up looking at it it is called midas uh and looking at this uh point of sales uh midas ends up standing for i have that written down here as well the mercantile income direct assistant services uh so as you log into this it is basically like a work planner uh you can log into your shift there if your uh job was able to afford you benefits you would be able to find all your benefit information there it's kind of like an adp thing where it's just like making sure that you are always on top of all of your uh of all of your local workday needs um but the thing that your boss is actually rather excited about uh is that uh if you are a midas user 
then you actually get discounts and coupon codes uh, for other businesses that also use Midas as well. So if you are a employee who uses the Midas system, uh, picking up extra shifts, working longer hours will end up getting you additional benefits at other places. So when you sign up, you already have like one free movie ticket to uh, your local theater. Uh, and as long as you have that app installed on your phone, you can use that anywhere uh, at any other place that uses Midas. And your uh, your boss, uh, family friend, is excited about it because um, Everett Heights is one of the first major cities that they are testing this system out in. Uh, but they had a limited trial in Riverside and Statefield, and it seems like this is going to be the next big thing. Uh, I think... Crow is very enthusiastic with them. There's just one small problem, which th is that Crow has a flip phone. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, it's like a flip phone from in the smartphone era, though. So it's got like an internal, Some like apps. nice screen. And there's like, uh, I think it still has to use TI, but. Do you he have, like, has is it the slide G? phone? Do you have like the full QWERTY keyboard? Yeah. Oh God. There's a, yeah. There's Let gotta be. bad happened to your phone. It like, it flips open uh, like a book basically. And it has like a rectangular screen and a keyboard underneath that. And then the front has like a little uh, like touch 10 key on it. Okay. That you can dial from. Uh, so he gets like, 4G and can like look up things on a janky internet browser, but I don't think he can like download apps and stuff. Gotcha. Uh, at that point, your boss would just let you know that uh, they also have a web client. If you want to get any of your like bonuses, just sign in through there. Uh, you'd be able to download any, uh, any of these like promos, that kind of thing. Um, cool. And like he shows you how to do it. It's no worries. Uh, and as you are working at your, as you are working at the coffee shop, uh, it's a pretty, pretty relaxed day, uh, and that is until one customer shows up, and the door opens. You hear the little bell ring, uh, and it is a, it's a woman. She's nicely dressed. Uh, she has a large hat on that she ends up taking off and she kind of has like sandy blonde hair, uh, low setting sunglasses that she takes off as well. She has a nice set of green eyes. Um, and she orders a black coffee for herself. Um, and, uh, as she's standing there and you're making her coffee, she decides to make some small talk with you as well. Um, and she says uh, that it's like she's been coming to this shop for years, uh, apparently just like always on days that you have never had or like maybe you've seen her before, but just didn't really think anything of it. Um, and she ends up saying uh, or mentioning that it's really strange to her. Uh, she's been coming to the shop for years. Um, and this is the first time that it seems like the crows are nervous outside. They were more nervous than they were last week. Uh, at least that's generally what she feels like uh, is happening anyways. She says that she normally feeds them on her break at work, but they don't want to seem to eat as readily as they used to. Uh, I think we make all of our black coffees just pour over. So 
gives her like a good chance to make small talk while I'm kind of stuck there doing the whole pour over thing. And, and Crow is like, or Caleb, sorry, <laughs> different persona. Uh, he makes about as little eye contact as is possible, but is not impolite. Uh, I think he just, so uh, what makes you say they're, they're nervous? Well, how do I put this? Have you ever fed the birds before? I, uh, every once in a while. Well, when you're feeding birds, you always want to make sure to take little pieces of grains or breads or whatever it seems they're interested in. You don't want to use breads all the time, especially for feeding creatures like ducks. It's actually really bad for their stomachs. You want to find something a little bit easier, a little bit nicer for them. And, well, cast it out, see who comes. And normally, when you throw out all sorts of food, while the creatures just flock to it, peck it right up, and then disappear. But lately, I've been throwing crumbs out, and they seem might peckish. Now, it seems very strange. I've always felt like the crows and I had a good relationship going on. It's like we had an understanding, you know what I mean? You end up feeding a bird enough times, you feel like you get an understanding of what they mean. I, I get that. Do you think maybe there's just someone else feeding them? Oh, that could be. But out of this whole city, you're telling me that a single that any of these flocks of crows come down? That all of them are getting fed somewhere else? I think they're nervous. I think something happened to them. Hmm. I, uh... I don't know what that would be. There was the, the fire in the, the forest last night. Oh, I didn't hear anything about that. It was on the, the, the radio this morning. Uh, apparently there was a small fire in the, the myth. I see, I see. So that's why it has been so difficult to make my way into work this morning. I, I understand now. Well, Maybe a fire would have something to do with that, but I'm not sure. What? This, have you given her her coffee yet, or are you still in the process of making it? Just, this coffee is incredible. What is your name? I feel like I've seen you before. Uh, I, I'm Caleb. I, uh, my family is friends with the owner, so I, I work here on weekends sometimes. Oh, you're friends with Ted. Good job. He's good people. My name is Lorraine. It's a pleasure to meet you. you nice to meet you as well. Yeah, you keep making coffee like this, I'm going to have to come back again sometime. I try my best. Uh, and he, like, nervously looks around and then picks up a, like, day-old scone that's in a bag, and he's like, uh, for the birds? And she will look at the scone look at you and then give you just the sugariest smile and she will take it and just i think they'll like this rather well thank you caleb i was thinking about snacking on it but makes a good gift to the birds too i, li I like feeding them well if you ever find yourself available on a nice afternoon Come on by to uh, Corporate Park in the Myth. I'll be there feeding birds. Maybe we can feed them together. 
maybe. Sure. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll look out for you, I, I guess. And she uh, says, like, slowly putting her sunglasses on, I'll be seeing you, Caleb. And then we'll raise you, uh, we'll raise her coffee towards you, and then she will exit. And she's really the only person of note uh, that you end up seeing here. Um, so this Sunday as well, uh, Aurora, thankfully you did not have any plans going on. Uh, you have spent most of today just re-watching this video, trying to get a good idea. You've been able to identify one of these individuals. You know that that's Luciana. Although you still don't know her name. <laughs> Question. Yes. How would it be feasible? Well, actually, I do have a move for this, but I think this just depends on what, if... Livewire would be considered an important city figure for, like... Not for your city. Yeah, not for my city. Not for your city. Uh, I would think that Livewire was previously... I think we said that they were from Riverside. Okay. How, how feasible would it be for, like, her to hear anything about Livewire? I would think that you might have... You would have heard at least a bit about it um or a bit about her uh for the most part livewire as a villain did not have a very long lifespan as a villain it's not that they ended up dying but you heard that there was just sort of like a stop to uh their nefarious deeds at a certain point uh during an event that leveled a city block you are not sure if Livewire was responsible for that or if they just got caught in the crossfire. Uh, you know that she was also hanging around a very powerful villain named uh, Apex. Okay. Yeah, I think she has, like, in, in one, like, uh, she has, like, dual windows going on. In one window, she's watching the footage. In another window, she probably has up, like, a news story or something. She's got the dual and monitor just... set up. One of them's, like, vertical, <laughs> so that way you can just get the dedicated feed. Yeah, and I think she's just, like, pausing and rewinding on the frames with, like, where you can see, like, the geomancy in action. Like, the old dude getting yeeted into the lake and, yeah, like, the pillars yeah, yeah. of Earth and just kind of, like... Yeah. And is gonna like try and cross-reference the last known thing about like Livewire uh in like matchup dates. I think she's got a theory kind of running in her head at roll, this point. So even though uh even though Aftershock is not there, roll to pierce the mask. <laughs> okay. Okay, and piercing the mask is roll plus mundane. Oh dang, mundane. All right. Big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. Huh. Okay, well, that that's a two. <laughs> so we're okay. going to have potential for that one. So that is some serious potential that you were getting on this one, for sure. Uh, and I feel like that's what most of the day is like... I'm going to say we retract that you don't have the dual monitor set up. You have, like, a MacBook Air or something. Like, something that's, like, chic and has decent video editing, but is downright 
fucking useless for anything that you want to do with like multiple windows. So you keep like trying to bring up like, like live wire video. And like, it keeps like going full screen and you don't know how to make it stop. Normally Dimitri takes care of this, but like you wanted, you don't want to get him involved. Uh, he, you also uh, know that he is going to be unavailable today uh, because he is doing everything he can uh, to try and get uh, that video of the quinceanera back up and going. But, <laughs> oh boy, it's not looking good. Not looking strong from last you talked to Dimitri. Yeah, I... I think it would be funny, too, if, like, Aurora is, like, sitting there doing this and maybe, like, she has, like, unnamed personal assistant comes in and is just like, oh, here's your coffee order. And she's like, thanks. And we'll, like, you'll see it's, like, some sort of fancy, fancy, but, you know, kind of, like, frilly ice latte type thing. And, like, on the side of the cup, you you can see uh, one last cup sprinting on there. Oh, yeah. As, as she just, like, takes a takes a long sip. Anna's just, you know, staring, staring at screens. Oh yeah, and I feel like that is that is what Aurora is doing throughout most of the day is just staring at screens, looking through this. Um, Cody, you were doing your best to refresh on the events that had happened the day previously. Luciana, you wake up. I'm assuming that you are the kind of person who wakes up and it's like two in the afternoon. Like you just plowed through the morning yeah she's not a morning person she's a mat owl uh and when you arrive uh or when you wake up your aunt's door is closed uh your tia's door is closed you know that it was open when you left you're like you can hear her snoring she came home after you passed out and just went right to bed uh, is there anything that after uh, that Luciana slash aftershock would like to do for today? Uh, no, I think she's worried about um, Aurora putting out the footage, so she'll keep the the TV on the news most of the day. But she's just gonna stay home, and if her Thea wakes up, she's just like, "Oh, I have a lot of homework to do." Uh, and I feel like your Tia like. Comes out of the room, makes herself a cup of coffee. Like she's still wearing the scrubs that yeah. she was wearing she, yesterday. She made her co- she made coffee ready. Like she just has to pour it, and she yeah. made some breakfast. She just has to reheat. Yeah, no, and I feel I feel like your Tia. Like this is one of the reasons why she agreed to let you live here. She wasn't expecting you to make her coffee and breakfast, but like she's not complaining. In no way is she complaining about this. This is great. Uh, and uh, I feel like it's like between bites of like eggs and bacon. Just you're doing your homework. Uh, yeah. Mm, um, stay in school. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> I don't want your. I don't want my sister getting mad at me. Uh, it's fine, Thea. It's okay. Uh, I'm doing great. It's just like black cup of coffee looks out the window. I feel when you say I'm doing great and looks out, you hear the sound of ceramic on countertop. And then uh, you feel an arm around your back. Just, hey, 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 hey. 
people who say they're doing great and look out the window like you are doing, they're not doing great. Would her Thea know about her powers? I would yeah. assume, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, it was one of the, uh, yeah. as we had explained in session zero, one of the requirements for living with your Tia was letting her, uh, was like filling her in just in case because yeah. she doesn't, I mean, it'd be wrong to tell to not tell somebody that you're yeah. used to be a super villain when you live with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think she's gonna, she does that eye roll thing and then uh, it's about to like do some angsty excuse or something, but she like stops herself. <laughs> So, like, last night was interesting. And she'll recount the events of the night before, not talking about the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave you leave the underage drinking out. But, yeah. like, I got involved in superhero-level antics. Yeah. Wow, that's a good but one. She, she talks to her Thea about how she's worried that Apex is in town. And how she's worried that Aurora caught her on camera when she was actually trying to do good and now that because she tried to do good she tried to do good her life is going to be ruined and she's going to put her uh, her tia and her family in danger i feel like your tia will let you say all of this and then she grabs you by the shoulders or like grabs by one she still has her coffee mug that like Sets it down onto the t onto the coffee table and then uh, grabs you by the shoulders and says, did you cover your face? I tried to. I don't know how well it happened. It held on. Can you talk to this Aurora person, ask if they can leave you out of this thing? Like, kind of let them know, like, hey, it's not really something that I'm ready to show people yet. Uh, I, I could, but you see, <laughs> and she'll basically explain to Aurora, like, she was kicked out of her, like, old band, so she seems like she's really trying to make it big, and I feel like she's not going to care. And she's one of those, you know, kind of like, hmm. She does, like, a, a little uh, nose up in the air. Oh, yeah, no, you're Tia, no, <laughs> like... This is something your Tia and you, like, have done about just people you've seen on the street. Yeah. Waiters and other service staff that you've had that have treated you poorly. Like, she knows. Uh, and um, she says, well? I know where her house is. I could, like, try to figure out what her apartment is. Break into it. That sounds like it. a terrible idea. <laughs> oh, Breaking into someone's house, always bad idea. Always, always, always. Okay. There was this boy I liked. I wanted to leave him a note. Broke into his house, left it on left it on his desk, left. Guess who did not? Guess which Tia of yours did not get a call back from the boy that she liked? Well, that's just rude. You went through all the effort to put that note on there. I desk. know. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> she actually she actually laughs at that is a little bit more relaxed uh, i can try and talk to her but i don't think she's going to like care why would she care well i could threaten her tell her like 
don't her. threaten okay. her. Don't threaten her. But, but, you could always find some way to make her care. How? Um, so for this, uh, you're... She doesn't do that often, so she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So your Tia is attempting to lower your danger, but increase your freak with a shift. Okay. So, okay. Uh, what she's suggesting is in one of your classes or some other such place, uh, you've learned a lot about Aurora, whether through not necessarily a lie and not necessarily threatening your tia did not say to do either of those things but if you don't want information about you coming to light especially sensitive inf information like that there is always the option of also letting aurora know that it might not be the best that your information gets out to the general public because apex is a thing Mm -hmm. like it's okay. not like you don't care about like so your tia is basically trying to shift this for you mm -hmm. uh because that is what she believes is a reasonable course of action and that is a mechanic okay. that is is fairly common in masks is that people okay. who hold influence over you will attempt to shift okay um uh, this is a question for kylan do you think Luciana would have Aurora's phone number for some sort of like lab project? Mm. Like her not her not personal phone number, like the school cell phone number, <laughs> or at least like her email. People do that. Well, her Discord. That, that sounds interesting. So let's say yes. Okay. Does she have her on WhatsApp? Uh, she's gonna like look at her Tia, look at her phone, look at her Tia, I suppose. And she's gonna mm -hmm, go ahead. Your Tia will, uh, like basically say, like, I knew that you had the right idea. She'll pull you in, give you a kiss on the forehead, grab her coffee. Yeah. Uh, and then as she's about to make her way out the door, her hand goes onto the door handle and she says, there is a pause as she says, are you sure it was Apex? Are you positive? Because yes. if you don't know, trauma so, manifests itself in a variety of ways. Not again with the whole... I didn't get a look at their face, but I'm pretty sure it was them. And she looks at you, and with a sadness in her eyes, she says... And please be careful, Lulu. I will. 
And she like gives you like a stern look when you say that you will. And then when you say that you promise, she kind of like lets up and says, okay, okay. Hello, prometo, I promise. Uh, and then as she's having this moment, you, there is a beeping noise and she looks down at the pager that she has uh, at her waist uh, and just like lets out a cry that she's late. Uh, and that just... All right, love you, bye, and like has to just immediately yeah, leave. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> and she takes like a uh, it's like those um really insulated uh thermos of like coffee and sh- uh, with coffee inside, and she just puts it in her hand. <laughs> and uh, she says that she would lose her head if it wasn't screwed on. <laughs> uh, and she uh, again gives you a kiss on the forehead, and that just gone. As as her tia leaves, she'll just take a moment. And just kind of stand in the living room and then just take her phone, go to the contact that says lab partner, <laughs> and just stare at the screen as like a about to text. And she's like, takes like a whole 10 minutes just staring at a blank text screen and just puts, we need to talk and sends it. Okay. So as you send it, uh, and I feel like uh, just for good framing, it is mm-hmm. like we need to talk like as like the final frame on this page. Mm-hmm. And we don't see you send it. We know like it's implied that you've sent it, but the page mm-hmm. turns. Um, Caleb, after your shift working, uh, working at One Last Cup, uh, was there anything like looking through uh, the myth you're able to see like there are the effects of some of the fires here. Uh, Meth has also let you know like, oh, like we we spotted the trash man. Like he's he lets you know that like they they caught him. They tracked him down, but it was at like four in the morning. Uh, so like you were already gone, but he's here. He's still active, still still doing his trashy works. Um and so you are, uh, you're able to kind of get a general scan on the area. Are you looking for anything in particular now that you are able to pass through this area? Or are you just going back home to work on homework as well as uh, investigate those golden seeds? I think he gives like a, a quick once over the area uh, just to see if there's anything he missed that might be useful and then just heads home. He's got a uh, ham radio book club to get to. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so you don't find anything uh, that you missed out on the day before. And when you get home, there is the ham radio book club. Um, and that goes by as well as you would expect it to. Uh, you've been keeping up with the readings, which is always a plus. They appreciate the fact that in the book club, you are actually reading the book and not just hanging out and, and being a distraction uh, for the rest of these ham club book readers. Uh, and I think they would just call it the ham club. Uh, like, it's just easier. For sure. Uh, so, um, you finally get around to being able to look at the, uh, to look at these, at these seeds that you have found. And when you are looking at them, they are honestly, like, beautiful. 
they are incredibly well crafted and it seems like there was a insane level of detail that was actually paid in the fabrication of these small seeds but you don't see like you barely see any like chiseling lines or like fabrication lines it's almost like they were just like made perfectly in this way uh yeah he sets one to the side and i think he breaks out like uh one of those art exacto knives the one that's just like the little triangle blade at the long of the end uh long metal handle yeah uh and like very carefully makes an sees if he can make an incision you attempt to make an incision and it is like you feel it has a little bit of give to it because gold is actually a slightly malleable metal it's it's a soft metal, um, but you aren't able to like cut through it or anything like that. Like it does have like a solid gold sound to it. Uh, is he able to apply enough pressure to like cause it to break in half? With your with your superhuman abilities. I would say that, like, you have to get it on a clamp. You try with the exacto blade, and like the blade snaps because exacto yeah, blades are thinner than shit. But like, you goes are and grabs the kitchen knife, like, full on. Oh yeah, no, and it's it's one of those things I feel where like you grab the kitchen knife, and like your dad is in the kitchen and just like sees you leave with the knife. He doesn't say anything because he trusts his son, but like. Where are you going with that? And I feel uh, like that's Caleb like the gives him like a, a little eyebrow raise, and he's a little more comfortable uh, around his family. So he just like gives him a smirk and says, "Science." <laughs> well, that's your mother's knife. If anything happens to it, you got to be the one to replace it. I won't hurt the knife. Probably, I'll fix it if I can. Your dad just like sips some coffee and just watches his weird son go. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you you end up going up. You take this kitchen knife. You have it like clamped, uh, and you attempt to cut it in half. Um, roll to unleash your power. Sure. seven okay so seven so you are successful in being able to unleash your power but it is not going to be super effective so let me just check one thing real quick i have all of them tabbed now so it makes it easier for me he said like a liar because i can't find them there it goes it's the second tab Caleb also knows something that would be way more effective than this, but just doesn't have the tools at home. Uh, if he had like a chisel and a hammer, would have made this absurdly easier. But that's why he has to use the clamp of the knife because he he, he doesn't. Gotcha. So you go to cut through and like it's giving a bunch of resistance. So you just kind of like dip your shoulder more into it. And the knife like 
on the side or on the edge of the seed shoots down uh the seed just like shoots out of the clamps that are on the knife sinks into the table uh that you are like holding it over and you can actually see like there's a hairline fracture on the inside of the knife as well uh but this golden seed does also look like it has some cracks in it so you weren't able to keep the knife in perfect contact now that you're able to like pull it out of the table it is much easier to pull it back out as just the handle comes through it's like the front blade is just embedded in this Crow like looks at the blade, pulls out his wallet, flips through the bills, puts his wallet back, looks at the blade, surreptitiously goes to his room, pulls out a small box, flips through the bills in there, grimaces and grabs the box and like heads out. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, I would say, um, the rest of your day is probably spent like going to the store, getting a new knife, coming back home. Um, and by the time that you finally are able to get to the seed um, and like give your knife back to your dad, uh, like, like you leave and your dad just like watches you leave. And then you come back, your dad watches you come back with like a box for a new knife. Just. I broke the knife. What were you trying to do with that? You said science? You know science yeah. I ever heard about other than gastronomy that you need a knife that big for. I was trying to break into something small. A chisel would have been better, but I only had the knife. Well, with all the money that you just spent on a new knife, I'm sure you could have just bought a nicer chisel than that. I didn't think that far ahead. But hey, Mama liked the knife. I got a nice one. I'm sure she will. And, and it's not like that was the sentimental knife, because I, I broke that one a while ago. Oh, I remember. You're trying to be an electrician <sighs> I'm not looking that forward time? to this. <laughs> yeah. Just slowly shakes his head, keeps sipping on some of that coffee. Um, and then, uh, yeah, your mom ends up coming home later. Um, she brought takeout. I feel like she, she likes to bring home takeout on the weekends, like at least once a week, get it from like a local Chinese place or something like that. Um, and when, uh, you're there and you are eating dinner, um, she ends up lamenting about uh the events that happened with the forest fire she's just talking about work that sort of thing um and she is like griping uh just apparently there were pictures that were taken that show people setting the forest on fire something to do with that what is it hero idol aurora whoever she was there there was the neighborhood watch and they've all said that 
Men in red robes showed up after a man in a black robe wearing a bird mask showed up and set the forest on fire. And we're trying to figure out who to prosecute. But if no one has names and everyone just has the, the bird mask on, I don't really know who exactly we could possibly even try and point this on. Thankfully, the police were called at a reasonable hour, but I'm just... <sighs> Why can't more of those heroes be like good boy? He knows how to roll over when people ask. They're, they're not dogs? I know they're It'd not. be pretty nice, though. Why do you think the, uh, the 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 person with the mask was with the, the red ropes? Well, they showed up together based off of the footage. Can't find anything that's showing them trying to stop them necessarily. Although, one of the onlookers said that a bird brought a, an, a fire bucket. I don't know what that was about. All I know is that they are causing some serious problems for the city. Someone like that Aurora is one thing. They're, I guess, for all intents and purposes, just an underage worker or over age. I don't know what their age is. They're working. That's their job. But the heroes like Orb Weaver or Birdman or... That golden blur that showed up in those videos as well. They're just making things difficult. And if they also came out and just said, this is who I am. I am a hero. I am a public worker. We could actually put something into the work, something into the paperworks for that. So that way, if they messed up, there would be accountability. Because as it stands right now, the only person I can think of for charging to any of the damages that ended up falling onto the, well, forest would be Aurora. But she was doing her best to protect the forest. So now, the only people that I could possibly blame for setting the forest ablaze are all gone, or swinging through the city, talking like a cabbie. Crow nods. Okay. Hey, I got you a, I got you a new knife today. Oh, that's nice. What's the occasion? And then your dad, like, as she says, what's the occasion, just like... Crow glances over at the knife block. Uh, I broke the other one. Again. Said he was doing science. And your mom hears you, hears your dad, and just... Science. Caleb. You're almost graduated from, from high school now. Can't you please just get some regular hobbies? And when she says that, she is going to attempt to lower your freak and raise your mundane. Okay. 
Um, do I have to accept? You do not. But I believe that resisting resisting a shift gives you a condition. So uh, would taking this shift because it would put me over three mundane. Gotcha. You have to roll for it, I believe. Um, like roll to reject someone's influence, I think. Yes, there's a move for it under influence. Okay, so take advantage of the influence or reject someone's influence. So you are going to be rolling. Ba -ba -ba. It does not say what you add. So just roll 2d6. Yeah. That's a six. Okay, a six is a fail. So Caleb, uh, like you said, you are going to be taking a condition because you cannot shift your mundane up anymore. Uh, so if that is the case, um, I feel like your mom might end up making you feel a bit, uh, either a bit hopeless or a bit insecure. Well, I already have insecure marks, so I can't double that. I was going to say guilty. Yeah, I would say guilty. You broke her knife. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I broke her knife and she's just shaming me a little bit, saying, which is, it's interesting that she's trying to lower my freak for being like weird, but I'm like extremely mundane. <laughs> she's just tired of losing knives, man. No, look, sometimes you have a hypothesis and you have to test it. All right. <sighs> And I think as you take on that condition, that is a good place where we are going to go into our break for the evening. So we're going to try and be back in five to 10 minutes. So don't go no place unless it's to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly go to indooradventure.redbubble.com. Pick yourself up something nice and we'll see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. See you soon. And we're back. I have the proper names for people in the layout as well. So that is a big plus. Hello, everybody. We have returned. It is getting to be the end of our Sunday uh, here in the week of masks. So that means that uh, do you guys have anything that you wanted to do as far as like a late night activity or do you just want to kick it off with school first thing on Monday? Uh, would Luciana have gotten a response from Aurora? Um... Can you, oh, it's just that we need to talk. However, mm -hmm. Aurora, I would also like to possibly point out uh, that you have Luciana saved in your phone as lab partner as well, but like with a little science beaker emoji, just so that way, like you remember which lab. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. I think... Mm, I think Aurora would send something back along the lines of like, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm busy tonight unless it's like an emergency. I can just talk to you at school. <laughs> She's just like, Ugh. 
there's no response. <laughs> Must not have been that important then. <laughs> All right. She's like, this is good news for me. <laughs> uh, quick scene. Um, so <laughs> it's getting to be, you know, about eight o'clock. G Paw is, is headed for bed or whatever. And Cody's like, Hey, hey, Deepa, uh, so because he's nervous and and like worried about his Jeepa because obviously the cultists are in the same town as he is. And he's like, so Jeepa, did you hear the I mean, the park started on fire and stuff. And supposedly there were like red robe guys there or something, some kind of cultists or I mean, if any of those cultists show up here, you know, don't open the door for them. I hear they're really bad people. I'll do the same thing I did when those Jehovah's Witnesses come by. I open the door, I won't be wearing a lick of clothing on me, and I'll ask what do they want, and it'll make them downright uncomfortable, they'll leave. Okay, G-Pop, be safe. Yeah, but <laughs> I ever tell you about the time that I almost got wrangled into a cult and you're like pushing him like, okay, Jeepa, there's a sex cult out Oregon ways through the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. And the whole time he's worried about him. And then so then we, we have a scene where he's like walking around the farm, you know, and it's like eight, nine o'clock on a Sunday night. And he's like patrolling the farm. And then we see like, he's under the tractor using the tractor axle as a barbell. And he's like lifting the, 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 the ass end of the tractor up to like work out. Cause he's just so agitated that he thinks they've found him, you know? So, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that, as you are, as you're doing this, you don't notice that it is getting to be a little bit of cloudy weather above you. Um, it looks like it is just about to rain. Uh, and you can hear what sounds like rolling thunder off in the distance. Um, and then that rolling thunder seems to get more rhythmic. And then it seems to get softer. And... It almost sounds like it is footsteps that are approaching you. And then you see what look like high laced sandals uh, on darkened skin feet that are like standing. <laughs> like if you like put your head back against the earth as you're like on the ground yeah. looking, you can just see these sandals. And there is like a spear uh, butt end, like a staff into the ground as well. Yeah, I mean roll up and turn and get ready to 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 call the shield kind of thing yeah and you can see as you have like gotten into this like position to like get ready to call the shield you're not sure this figure is like wearing that shield on their arm okay cody johnson yeah Hi. You are Securitas's vessel, are you not? Uh, Securitas, uh, who's asking? Quickly, Cody Johnson! <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I am. And then he's he's both, like, relieved and still on edge. His figure is, like, standing there, just stiff as a board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's me. 
Cody. Are you curious as to why Securitas chose you over all others? Yeah, it crossed my mind. Uh, and this figure says, then you must best me in singleton combat. If you are able to uh, do this, I will reveal to you. And they just sort of like leave it there. <laughs> they let it hang. Yeah, they just and let Cody, it hang. And like kind of like, like level their spear towards you. He's like leaning in for the next part. And then when the, the spear comes up, he, he like, boom, the shield pops, armor up. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, come in, like shield, spin the spear and try to punch with the shield or yeah. whatnot. Um. Roll to unleash your power or make a powerful blow. Okay, and that's under danger, correct? Yes. All right. Eight and three is 11. Yes. Uh, so yeah. four and 11, like you managed to like just punch out with the shield. Uh, you're using like standard like like high school brawler tactics against this like legionnaire looking dude and he does not seem ready for your like quick ducks and rolls as you're fighting against him um and eventually you end up being able to land a a solid blow against them they actually get knocked back quite a bit and as your shield connects to their armor that's when you hear another crash of thunder off in the distance uh and they're like holding on to their chest now they you probably like broke a rib or something of theirs uh and they like put up a hand i yield i yield cody johnson uh and uh they stand up just she has chosen a worthy fighter this is for certain cody okay the forces of vulcan seek to reclaim your abilities Yeah, you are familiar with them, are you not, Cody Johnson? Yeah, we fought in the park that they started on fire. They will pursue you, Cody Johnson. I, yeah, kind of, that's why I moved here. How the hell did you, I, I wait, is, is my grandpa going to be safe? Your grandfather shall be fine, Cody Johnson. Okay. What do we got to do to get rid of these guys? The forces of Vulcan have sent one such as yourself to this place. This is not Rome. I can sense this. Perhaps we are. Are the Gauls nearby? <laughs> Okay. Cody's not laughing. I'm laughing. <laughs> Perhaps we are in Scotland. Home of the Picty. Now, Cody Johnson. The forces of Vulcan have come. They seek to reclaim your abilities. What Securitas has offered unto you was not hers to give, yet she has given to many others. 
Uh, okay. And who are you? <laughs> My name matches not Cody Johnson. <laughs> Excuse me, Cody Johnson. Let me go on fantasy name generator, Cody Johnson. Lightning in the background. <laughs> Yeah, I say, like, my name matters not Cody Johnson, and like slams the spear down, and that's when the lightning finally cracks. Spells his name in the lightning. Ah, yes. This is the title card of your standalone spin off series. It's perfect, by the way. I love the matters not. Um, and I feel like uh, at that, like, again, you kind of hear that thunder rolling. Uh, and they say, um, my name matters not, Cody Johnson. What truly matters is that you find yourself safe and ensure the safety of others. The cult of Vulcan is treacherous. They are tricksy. They will do whatever they can to lure you into a false sense of security so that they may take your powers from you. Do not let this happen, Cody Johnson. So, like, how are... They, I mean, they just, like, touch me and blam, I, 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 I lose it, everything? If only it were that simple, Cody Johnson. In order to take your powers from you, they will take your very life. Oh. Okay. You seem to be taking such grave news fairly well. Okay, Cody's got that total teenage fallacy going on. Oh, yeah, he's invincible. Like, he can never he's die. Invinci he's invincible, and then he's got superpowers on top of it. <laughs> so so he's like, okay. So do I then... I have to bash them, defeat them? Is there yes. like... Okay. Uh, Route them uh, thoroughly. Uh... It shall be done. Excellent work, Thumbs, Cody Johnson. Uh, I will come to you again. Okay, but... And he looks back at the farmhouse, and he's like, but just don't... No, you know, when g is asleep, and, uh, you know... You the, look back at the farmhouse to say this, and when you look back, there is nothing. Gone? Absolutely <laughs> oh, gone. Creepy. Just like flashes of lightning in the clouds way off. Yes. Okay. All right. Perfect. Excellent. So, Cody, you have had this conversation and like <laughs> you go back into the house and like slowly open the door. G Paws asleep. Yep. He didn't hear the weird armored guy yelling outside. He didn't hear you fighting. Okay, that's cool. It's cool. Yep. <laughs> like the sun is still like it's up. It's not nighttime yet. Uh one other rest. detail. Hey, uh, <laughs> what would have the book have been that you were doing on the Ham Club radio? Oh, goodness. Uh, War of the Worlds. Okay. All right. So that, too, at some point, that was like when <laughs> when when Cody was trying to get G-Pod to, to go to bed. <laughs> Oh, G-Paw yeah. was on the radio, on the ham radio. That's why we have the big tower at the farm. And he was, t they were talking about oh, War yeah. of the Worlds. Like, 
you're fairly certain your classmates on the ham radio, but you've never <laughs> found you've never found like a reason or an right. opening to like, hey Caleb, you talk to my grandpa on grandpa? the radio every <laughs> exactly. week. What's that about? Exactly. Like, there's no there's no high school appropriate way to bring that up to somebody. So you just haven't. It's their secret. <laughs> That's their secret, not yours. Perfect. All right. Good. All right. So night goes by, otherwise uneventfully. Uh I did want to investigate that thing a little further if I had a little time in my evening yeah. now that I've got it to crack a bit. Yeah, looking like it's cracked a little bit and taking like the broken lower part of the knife that you were using, you can kind of like get it in there and then pry it open. And again, gold is a more of a malleable metal. And when you snap uh, this little seed in half, um, do you have like a microscope or anything like that? At your yes. Room? Okay. Yeah. I, I have a, a microscope in my room. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. So you manage to like put this little golden half seed on there, and then you begin to look in with your microscope, and it's incredible. Looking in on this thing, you would expected that if you were to break open this solid piece of gold, that it would just be pure, unaltered gold all the way through. But when you open it, there looks like there are almost like fibrous lines that go along the inside. Like this was not just a seed in appearance. This looks like it is a seed. Like, it has all of the makes and internal workings of a standard seed structure. It's just made entirely of gold. Crow looks at it and strokes his chin. He goes and grabs a little pot, puts some dirt in it from outside, plants the other seed and waters it, goes to bed. Okay. When you awake, there is a beanstalk! No. Uh, so, you wake up the next day. There is no growth in the golden seed that you have potted. Um, and you get ready to make your way to school. Um, I take it with me. You just take, like, this emptied pot with you on the way to school? Or, like, the broken it, seed? It gets tucked in my backpack. Uh, with like some saran wrap taped over the top to make sure the dirt doesn't spill. Uh, and do you have like a basket on your bike that you put this in? Uh, yeah, I think he has saddlebags. Saddlebags? Okay, yeah. Your your mom's the district attorney. She shelled out for saddlebags for her kid. You don't have like a, a milk crate that you have zip tied to the back of your bike for this kind yeah. of thing. Like, it's a quality bike. They were your brother's saddlebags, but that's fine. Have bags yeah. will carry. Uh, exactly. So you are able to make it to school without any real issue, like making sure to bring along the seed as well. Um, and I assume that Caleb gets to school before 
uh, your other classmates do for homeroom. Like, because you ride your bike there, you're always one of, like, the first kids there. So that way you can also make use of, like, the gym shower and, and not just be, like, sweaty high school mess sitting in class waiting for people. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you're there first thing. Um, who is the second person to show up to class today? Uh, I, I'd say Luciana would show up pretty early. Okay. Yeah, Luciana, like, there is also that, like, heart-pounding, anxious, nervous feeling that, you, like, mm-hmm. confrontation is going to happen today. You know confrontation's going to happen with Aurora at some point today, and, like, just that, like, general anxiety. <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, yeah. thinking about that. She's, like, thinking about her at sores, like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna punch her. You're not gonna break into her house. You're gonna, you know, make her care. She's like, ugh. And and Luciana, as you're sitting at your desk behind Crow, trying to think of like what you are going to do about this. Crow, like his head pops up because he's looking at something on the board real quick, and you see his hair just kind of give like that telltale bounce to it. And you realize something you have sat behind this kid every day for the last several months. You have seen his hair bounce and move and shake with this weird godlike property of a cloud that cannot be replicated by any means 3d or uh, like 3d imaging or otherwise. You've seen that hair bounce before. It was two days ago in the woods when a man in a in a bird costume was doing his best to like throw an elbow and hit a cultist with a bucket. And that bird like... fa- and that bird masked man has that same unmistakable bouncy hair that Caleb has. I feel like she's like chewing gum, and at this realization, she just like gasps and sucks it in at the same time. She's like. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Caleb, the girl who sits behind you is, like, choking on something. Caleb, like, looks back, making sure there's not actually choking happening. Uh, He also has a very detailed notebook that he's currently writing in about heroes and powers, and he is making notes uh, currently about the events of this weekend and the, like, heroes he encountered. She's just gonna... She's going to, like, grab a bottle of water and just drink from it. She unfortunately swallowed that gum, so we'll see what happens with that in the future. Um, Chekhov's gum. Yeah. She kind (laughs) of looks at Kayla for a moment and then just sits back. (laughs) And she's just, like, looking at the floor. Okay. And she's not mentioning it. And as you are looking at the floor, just like trying your best not to not to get involved, like Caleb is crow. Like he is that weird bird guy. That makes so much sense. That does make a lot of sense. Like that bird man like had a real like gangliness to him and you didn't know how else to describe it. But now that you've seen Caleb like turn around and look at you like his bodily mannerisms are so strangely bird-like that it is hard not to just, like, associate one with the other. (laughs) Uh, And as you're looking down, 
like having this realization, that is when uh, you fail to realize Aurora walks into the room. Uh, yes. Aurora's going to go up to Mr. Caldwell <laughs> and is going to say, um, I was wondering if maybe you could help me. I've been taking this um, dual credit course online at this um, community college. Um, be beginning Latin. And I'm really having a tough time with it right now. And I know you're busy and may not be able to help tutor me, but I was wondering if you knew someone who, who might be able to. Let me get this straight. You're learning Latin. Well, I mean... <laughs> What's your major? Well, right now, just general studies. But, um, you know, it seemed fun. <laughs> As your history professor, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Don't major in history. <laughs> I will keep that advice in mind. As for if you want tutoring help, we don't exactly have a full staff on hand of individuals that know Latin. Uh, Mr. Johnson, who sits in the back of the class, I'm not sure if I should be mentioning this, but did involve some Latin phrasing in their last paper as well. If you would like to talk to them, maybe they'd be able to point you in the right direction of a tutor for your dual master's credit. Aurora. Can we say like Cody walked in at that point, like not like half paying attention, and then he's like Mr. Johnson, as he's like sneaking in the door yep. at that moment, oh, yeah. looks up like like he's in trouble, and then realizes. Mr. Caldwell just kind of like gives you a little bit of a wave, or like, a, hey, yeah. like, and I'm like thank you for joining in. us. And then I realize he's talking to uh, Aurora and mentioned my name, and he's like gets nervous, and he like he's in his desk, but like. Like all six foot of him is like scrunched down. So oh yeah, you're doing like... the thing where like you're laying down on the desk, yep. but you are kicking your feet up on the seat of the chair in front of you. Yep, exactly. Oh yeah, ultimate <laughs> comfort in high school. And trying to be invisible. <laughs> Just, oh like, yes, totally not there. So Aurora, you have been given uh, the directive by Mr. Caldwell saying that if you want to talk to anybody about Latin, who might have time. You can always talk to Mr. Johnson. Uh, and Aurora, when you look back now towards Cody, who is trying to make himself the least noticeable person, you just see, like, his pair of size 11s just, like, sticking up uh, from his desk. Um, there's no way. But <laughs> you have stared at that at that exact pair of sneakers for hours over the weekend trying to find anything about the man in gold 
And the close-up from the tilted camera of twin sets of sneakers lining up, saying Latin thing, and then disappearing. Cody wears Cody wears Converse. These are Converse like his grandpa had in storage that just happened to fit him. Like, these are the old white ones that look like they were the original basketball shoe. Damn, my vintage shoes. <laughs> so, yes, Aurora, looking back... Oh, yeah. It's all starting to come together now. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you still have about 20 minutes before class starts. Okay. Um, I think she's going to go to Cody first. And is going to be like, um, hi. I, I know we have, like, um, a few classes together. But, like, I'm... I'm Aurora. Can, can we say, like, as she turns and she's coming, it goes to that slow-mo high school, like, movie shot, and the, like, light's coming in, and she's Aurora, so there's, like, you know, <laughs> in Cody's eyes, yeah, there's just light coming from her. The, re and, the rest of the classroom... Just hitting her perfectly. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. The rest of the room goes, like, Frank Miller, Sin City, <laughs> Grayscale, nothing, but then there's just Aurora strutting and, towards you and, like you know this is oh god <laughs> she's headed for me and then it's like red total cheeks you know and he like tries to sit up and be taller even than he really is <laughs> like uh dude <laughs> yeah yeah the homeroom uh you know or um i mean uh home ec home both ec. yeah both yeah um, hi. <laughs> hi. Um, I was wondering. I'm. I'm thinking about forming a study group, and I was wondering if you wanted to join. And we inside his head, it's just like gears stop. I. Uh, uh, history. Or study home home ec. Uh, um, history. I, I think I can figure out the home ec part. Oh, okay, I'm I'm in. That's like sure. That cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I so, feel like, how um, do you like go to like put your arm on the desk and just fucking yeah, miss exactly, and then have to like exactly. retool it real fast? Cool, and then just floats his arm there. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I was thinking about having having it at my place, if if that's okay. Um, if you want, I can uh, give you the address. I mean, don't be like weird about it and tell everyone. I really don't want to move. I don't. Yeah, I I don't really have any friend. I mean, I no no, I wouldn't tell anybody. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I can just, um, if you want, I can give you my number and, uh, you know, once you get there, I can, like, text you the passcode or, like. Sure. Uh, and he, he's he got his phone and he's like, um, yeah, shoot. <laughs> yeah, she'll, you know, like, do the thing, send the message to make sure you got it. And it's like, also, please don't give my number out to anyone. I do not want to have to change numbers again. Nope. Cross. I'm good. 
Yeah. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know what time. I'm, all right. Uh, cool. <laughs> just total, just... like, red cheeks, like, I think. Aurora, She's it has never been easier. a smile and wink. Yeah. <laughs> and when she walks away, it's like, <sighs> the whole time he was, like, trying to be anything but himself <laughs> anything but awkward and that is exactly yes. what you came out as exactly the hands in his head it is like like this in his desk unless she's looking you know all right yeah so rory <laughs> you have uh you have contracted one individual uh for your study group uh and at this point in the day i would say that the bell rings uh to let you know that class is starting thankfully uh later in the day uh you do end up having class with some other folks as well uh one of those other individuals aurora that you have class with is uh you actually have class with uh the next classes with cody in home ec and he does not seem to have recovered at all uh from you asking him like cody is just like stammering you thought that he was like the cool silent type in the back of the room you're not really getting a whole lot of that now that he is just like stammering just like i, I go to your house ah like he is he is flabbergasted um I would say third period is when you and Luciana end up having lab together. And I feel like you, like Aurora, you probably approach Luciana like maybe five minutes before class starts. Like break has just hit. And you're like, yeah, what, like, like to confront her about the text message that she sent you. Just more of just like, all right, like, what do I need to know going into lab today? Mm-hmm. And, Lu- and Luciana, I feel like you are like at your lab desk goggles on like ready for lab to start because you just need a scalpel out <laughs> i need to stab something it's I am day. <laughs> so yeah the two of you end up having uh the two of you have lab together yeah so aurora is gonna be like hey so um I, I got your message, obviously. Um, what did you want to talk about? She's just going to give a slow raised eyebrow and just stare at you. Mmm. Thinking maybe lab's not the best place to have this conversation? No. Tell you what. I'm having a study group tonight. And I want you to come. I think the conversation will be very productive. I don't do study groups, but thanks. Yeah, well, um, I think I have a video you may be interested in seeing. Scalpel breaks. <laughs> I feel like you were in the middle of a cut and then like the knife end breaks and your teacher comes over and 
kind of like an overweight guy who always has his thumbs in the in the front loops of his pants and like kind of bent over comes over just oh it looks like you're pressing a little bit too hard there luciana now what you're gonna want to do is have more of a finesse edge to your cut okay a finesse edge all right i'm gonna replace this please don't try and break it it comes out of the school's budget okay thank you She just gives a sigh and looks over to Aurora. Sure. All right. Perfect. I'll, um, well, I already have your number, so I'll send you the deets. Right. I'm going to stab this frog now. Just cuts it wide open. Let me go to cut it wide in open. In the most threatening way someone could cut a frog open in front of another person. Roll a d6 for me. Uh, four. A four? You go to cut into it. You accidentally hit the bile sack. Where all of the, like, all of the inside guts that, you know, the frog would have released on their own but was not capable of doing just kind of like spill out into the center of the frog and like even though there is that uh there is the smell of um uh formaldehyde yeah i was like phosphorus no that's not the right word formaldehyde it is now like overpowered from like frog bile smell that is also filled up this area as that happens she's just gonna stare at aurora Okay. Uh, so, yes, Aurora, you have been successful in recruiting the second member of your study group. They are all set to come over later tonight. This will be fine. Maybe one of them knows something about that that bird man that you ended up encountering last night. Maybe you can, tr- you can grill it out of them. Um, and then the rest of your day goes by pretty uneventfully. We go to free period. Uh, free period, Luciana, you know that you share with Caleb, uh, if there are any conversations that the two of you would like to have, you're more than welcome to have them. I feel like she wouldn't bring anything up, but there's like, just like a few times that she's like, no, maybe, nope, yep, yep, but maybe, and like looks up, nope, yep, it's him, (laughs) it's Bird Boy. And Caleb, you usually are like feeding crows on your on your free time as well. Do you have like your empty planter with you at this time and are like trying to get it some sun? He's so weird. <laughs> yeah, he's also like nose deep in a, a book of some kind. I think it's a book on minerals currently. He's like, what the fuck is this thing? (laughs) There's not going to be anything in books on, like, metals, but, like, maybe it's worth checking. I think it's not going to be a whole conversation, but I know uh, uh, Caleb and Luciana have talked in free period before, like, talking about books or movies or stuff like that. And she's just going to be like, hey, Caleb. Oh, uh, hi. What's up? Have you ever seen that movie, The Crow? 
Uh, not off the top of my head? Why? There's this guy, and, uh, well, he's dead, first of all. Um, Spoilers, but, but okay. Spoiler <laughs> It's a, uh, whatever. Uh, and he always shows up when there's a crow that shows up. It's really strange. I thought you might like it. That's a, eh, I'll check it out. Yeah, do you have a certain I, affinity for the the crows? Can I? It's I don't know if this is how it works, but can I roll to pierce the mask? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay, that is plus what? Pierce the mask. Let me check. Boop, boop. Let me check. Someone uh, is playing saxophone outside my house right now. Amazing. Plus mundane. Uh, that's a nine. So a nine. Uh, so you get to ask one of the following questions for Pierce the Mask. Mm. What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to blank? Question mark. How could I gain influence over you? What are you really planning? And what do you want me to do? Uh, what are you? Does what are you really planning kind of count as like? Like planning with like this duo persona, or like with the crow, what he he plans to do with that. Kind of like like if this is something that he intends to keep going in a way. I would say, based off of you seeing his journal, mm-hmm. and then you knowing that he is who he is. That that would be an acceptable question. As far as, like, what is he planning on doing? Well, mm-hmm. you clearly know what he's planning on doing. He dresses up as a bird person and talks to animals and flies throughout the Midgrove Forest. As to when uh, he plans on doing mm-hmm. those sort of things... Um, I would say that, uh, Caleb, do you think that you would have, like, a, um, like, you would have had, like, a weekly breakdown of, like, trying to, like, sort out what days would be best suited for you to be, like, out and about, like, oh, Tuesday's a good day because it's late start on Wednesdays, or, like, oh, like, I can afford to go out on, like, a Thursday night because Friday night always starts with home ec and we don't have homework in that one. So like, I don't have to worry about like getting my homework done first thing in the morning. Uh, I think there is both some like these days definitely work better. And also just a, I'm particularly frustrated today and need to like let off some steam. And my, my current method for doing that is like going out in the mask. Uh, I think his next plan at the moment though, is he knows he needs to be up at a different hour. So he's got to do a, an early morning stakeout. Yeah, I think that Luciana, you you have seen his schedule, and right now you're putting that to memory as to like what times Caleb mm-hmm. has written down in his journal. And you like when he was flipping through, you saw like various costume ideas, <laughs> kind of like the Spider-Man costume journal. 
Uh, and then one of them, like, was not bird-oriented at all. It was like a dude looked like he was wearing a bunch of trash. Uh, and there was the phrase nemesis, question mark, written atop them. Apparently I'm a little looser with the information in this book than I should be. (laughs) (laughs) It's your book. No one should look through it. She looks at him for a moment and says, You're weird. You're weird. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Right. Good luck you ever hear of a golden luck. seed? What? That sounds like a euphemism for something. Huh? No. Sure. But like, metals don't grow, right? Like, there's no metal plants, right? No. Okay. I'm 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 writing some fiction and I'm trying to, you know, make things realistic. All right. Good luck feeding the ravens. They're crows, but yeah. Okay. Guess you really if They were ravens, they'd be like massive. They're like you ever seen an eagle? They're they're yeah. like similar size. It'd be a lot more terrifying to have like a flock of ravens around. Are you like into birds or something? They're like kind of my only friends, so yeah. Dude, that's really sad. You don't seem to have any friends. I could say the same. Yeah, at least I don't hang out with a bunch of birds. Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Now, right. you, are you done making fun of me, or, or? When did I make fun of you? Yeah. It's not bad to be weird. You know what I mean. She just gives like a, <laughs> I know. I'll see you around. No one in this group has friends. <laughs> <laughs> yet yet and I, I i am friends with this very old man in my ham radio club and we we go off pretty weird, well and make dude. some jokes you can only <laughs> hang out until weird. like eight o'clock though that's his bedtime <laughs> that's when some young kid like comes and pulls him off and <laughs> okay all right Just stop talking <laughs> so school day comes to a close uh, Cody, you and Luciana know that Aurora is going to be meeting you, uh, the both of you later for, uh, for a club for, uh, you know, not chess club kind of thing, but a study group later on. Uh, what time do you think study group is? Um, she would place it like post dinner or something. Okay. So closer to like seven o'clock. Gonna feed. She's not gonna entertain. <laughs> no. And you know that they both live outside of town, so like you really just fucked up their whole afternoon in case any plans arrived. Um, but yeah, so uh, placing it around like seven, seven thirty. Uh, so Cody, study group, uh, Luciana, 
as nervous as it makes you, you are also getting ready for the study group as well. Um, She's both nervous and annoyed. <laughs> nervous and annoyed. Uh, and I would say that you are standing in the lobby uh, of this uh, of this building that you know, like however many floors up Aurora's uh, Aurora is. Uh, and when you are standing in front of the elevator, Cody from Homeroom shows up, and he's also like standing there. Uh, and Cody, you're not sure why the new girl is here. You did not see. Aurora talk to her? This is a new complication. Right. But at the same time, who knows? The more the merrier for a study group, right? And am I aware that that there was going to be other folks at this study group? Aurora had mentioned that she was going to invite people but she didn't say who those people were explicitly right. when she invited you all right and then cody will like hey uh how's your art project doing i mean mine overbaked in the oven and you know the kiln and the handles fell off presses the elevator button <laughs> yeah, Luciana just God damn it, the kid from art is trying to talk to me. Why? Uh and I feel like that sucks, man. The door uh to the elevator opens for the two of you. You step in as it closes. Uh we transfer back over to Caleb. Caleb, you are on your bike. It's a Monday night. Uh you're probably getting ready to go home at this point. Chess club has just gotten done. Uh, and as you are riding your bike through the uh, Midgrove Industrial Forest, you see a familiar face sitting there uh, feeding, some, uh, feeding some of the local wildlife. It is none other than Lorraine. And as you are riding by, she makes a wave towards you and then pats the cement seat next to her. Uh, and she is going to attempt to use some influence over you. Uh, I don't think she has to. I think Crow or Caleb sees her and like stops his bike and waves. And as she like pats the, the seat, yeah. he strolls his bike over. Yeah. And as you are walking your bike over to take a seat next to Lorraine, that is where we are going to call it for tonight's masks. So I would like to say thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us for this wonderful session of an incredible tabletop RPG. I am loving this. I didn't know how much I would love running masks until I started doing it, but man, <laughs> what a great game. Cody is still praying that like we go, we get in the elevator and I'm like, I'm gonna let her push a button. Uh, hopefully it's a different floor. It won't be the same floor. Please. And it's the right floor. And then he's just like, Damn and it. he's still hopeful. So he doesn't say anything. Oh, yeah. Like, like you live here? Hmm? <laughs> Maybe that's the only thing he'd say. Oh, yeah. He'd be like, you live here too, huh? Um, <laughs> something like that. Excellent. And speaking of people who I feel like live here, Kylan, where can we find you? What do you do? 
Hey everybody, I'm Kylan, otherwise known as Kyle in on Twitter and Twitch. So, my weekly schedule looks a little like this. Tuesdays, I stream on my own channel, uh, Kyle in um, Right now I'm playing through some Fire Emblem Three Houses, so if you're interested, come check it out. Uh, on the occasional Wednesday, you can catch me on twitch.tv slash playbooks and pals. Also playing masks, where I play a completely different character. I play a very sweet boy. Um, <laughs> if you are a consumer of podcasts, I got a few that you might be interested in. Uh, I'm on. You mute it yourself. I muted myself. I'm on Off the Tables, Cape Lorelei, which is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast. Um, I also do a few crossover episodes in Isido Beach, which is the sister show. Um, and you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, and um, another platform that I can't think of. Uh, I'm also in another podcast with uh, channel regular Cyberwolf1201 called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk and we talk about the games we play in and other things. That's available on YouTube and Anchor.fm. Um, so yeah, that's me. And GB, where can we find you? What do you do? Graybeard of Graybeard's Tavern, and I'm here on Thursday nights uh, playing masks. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday morning, you can find me on my channel uh, playing. Um, right now we're playing Grifflands, and there might be some toys involved, and we, you know, we, we have a good time. Uh, with that, um, and then on Tuesday afternoons, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me and Lantern Noir. We, uh, betwixt us, we've got almost 80 years of gaming experience, and we do a podcast and a Twitch show that we then turn into a podcast over on Lantern Noir's channel. That's five or five o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. And that's it for me right now, GB. And Satan, where can we find you? What do you do? Hi everyone, my name is Satan. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Alyssa Vamp. Um, I, on Twitter I post a lot of art and things and my own art that if you want to watch me do, you can follow me on Twitch. Uh, I do art streams all the time with some chill music where we just talk about things. And um, I think last uh, stream yesterday we were talking about Oreos and which one is the superior M&M, either regular or peanut. It's peanut M&Ms. Um, <laughs> but um so we can just chill like yeah while i do some art uh but you can also find me on twitch on other channels you can find me here thursdays with these lovely people playing this awesome game uh you can also find me here on uh once a month on wednesdays playing uh monster noir that's run by gb um and sunday nights uh playing in rhyme of the frost maiden sunday mornings you can find me on uh the hype goblin channel that i dm my friends through my own homebrew world um, where it's loosely D&D, we kind of just take the, the rules and kind of rule of cool a lot of it. Um, Saturdays, you can find me over on Valdrian's channel and on Plot Hunters, uh, playing Dragon Age over at Valdrian's channel and D&D on Plot Hunters. We're in all POC, LGBTQIA plus channels. So if you like to support those spaces, come watch me there. And Mondays, I'm over at Weave the Tale playing Great American Witch, where I play a 70s biker bar bartender witch uh, who reads your beer foam instead of your tea leaves. Um, 
but yeah, as you can see, I have a busy schedule. I like playing with a lot of people and uh, I would love to see you in any of those shows in this chat. So yeah, come hang out. Hey everyone, it's your favorite YouTuber, uh, Borealis XX Darkness. Uh, and I, I uh, you know, posted my my next video essay on the the the, the Rainbow Girls. Uh, particularly, this is a call out post for for Aurora. Uh, anyway, Eloy <laughs> Reeves. Uh, as uh, as usual, you can find me at Twitch and Twitter at Reeves underscore Bot. Uh, currently just playing uh, Super Sultan Brothers Super Sunday Show, uh, which is my variety show from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Currently playing uh, this cute little puzzle game called Fogs. Uh, can't really decide what it's a portmanteau about, uh, but you're like a cat dog, except both ends are dogs, uh, and you've got a really stretchy middle, and, and both like two people control one end each. Uh, and you got to solve some puzzles and it's very adorable and you can get hats for each of your ends and they're very cute uh and it's a good time so you should come join us uh on, on sundays yeah excellent and if you've made it this far you probably already know who i am but if you don't hey acorns what's up it's me your buddy your pal your friend the indoor adventurer the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash indoor adventures we do shows like this on monday and thursday at 5 30 p.m pacific standard time as well as on sundays at seven o'clock p.m pacific standard time if this is your first time joining us you can go to youtube.com slash indoor adventures to check up on all of the vods of each of the games that we have played up until this point or you can go towards where anywhere audio casts are made available for free you can find us there under the same moniker but speaking of things that are being made available for free, we are going to be going into our Patreon-supported after-show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from the community, but also from each other. So if you have any questions that you would like to ask myself or any of these other fine folk, feel free to join us on Discord or Patreon, Do your uh, and we will do our best to respond in kind. So with that, I would like to say once again, thank you to everybody who decided to stop by and join us. Thank you to these players for putting up with my bullshit, and we will see you guys next week. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!